Welcome everyone to today's daily directional. These are navigational messages that help keep us pointed in the right direction. I'm Pastor Bethany, and I'm a learner, listener, and noticer of God. This podcast is a part of the Storytellers Collective. You can find us online at www.storytellerscollective.org. Morning, friends. I don't know about you, but I am so glad that it is Wednesday. It means this week is halfway over and we're going to head into the downhill side. I hope it's been a good week for you, and I just pray that you've felt the guidance and the assurance of the Holy Spirit as you've walked with Him, continuing to move you in a direction of greater maturity and completeness. Today we are looking at James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, and I'm reading them in the message translation. The section heading for this piece is Live Well, Live Wisely. Do you want to be counted wise to build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you do. Live well. Live wisely. Live humbly. It's the way you live, not the way you talk, that counts. Mean-spirited ambition isn't wisdom. Boasting that you are wise isn't wisdom. Twisting the truth to make yourselves sound wise isn't wisdom. It's the furthest thing from wisdom. It's animal cunning, devilish plotting. Whenever you're trying to look better than others or get the better of others, things fall apart and everyone ends up at the other's throats. Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next not two-faced. You can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoy its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. Now, I pray that you desire wisdom as much as I desire wisdom, but I also feel like it's important for us to recognize That there really are two facets to wisdom, two different things that sometimes we think are wisdom. There's that that is the wisdom of God, and there is that that is the wisdom of man or the wisdom of culture. And sometimes it is hard to discern between them. In Old Testament wisdom literature, it states that the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. So it's so important as we continue to talk about wisdom to remember that we have to start on our knees. We have to start bowed before the Father. We have to start in humility as servants and as children, asking the Lord to teach us, recognizing that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is holy and is in charge. And in order for us to even approach the throne, we must be purified. We must too be holy so that we can be in his presence. And we've been given that gift because when Jesus died, the curtain of the temple was torn in two. 
and the Holy of Holies, the place where God and man could dwell together, was opened forever and always. And then Jesus and Father sent us the Holy Spirit so that when we accept the Lord, the deposit of the Holy Spirit is dropped into us and then sealed. And we have that other bit, the extra oomph that we need to have that of God, not only on us because we were made by him, but within us, transforming us constantly, leading us, guiding us. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. So we may sit in the presence of the father and we may talk with him and we may receive from him. In this passage in James, he reminds us that it is living, not just talking, that counts. We must be modeling our faith through our lives. He also clearly gives examples of things that are the antithesis of wisdom. These things are mean-spirited ambition, boasting, and twisting the truth. There's nothing about wisdom that will make us look big grand, important, or wise in the eyes of the world. James says that real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life, and it is characterized by getting along with others. So hard question, do you have people in your life that you're not getting along with? Are you someone who is struggling with relationships and not finding a lot of peace? As hard as it is, Jesus really truly does ask us, to treat others as even better than ourselves. God's wisdom is gentle and reasonable. It is overflowing with mercy and blessings. Are you those things? I guess I asked too, do you have someone who comes to mind that is those things? Hold on to their face. Thank the Lord for them and for their modeling. And then perhaps reach out to them again. Try to be around them as much as possible. I think people like that rub off on us in really, really important ways. And ask the Lord, help me. Help me to be transformed into this person who lives a holy life, who is gentle and reasonable, who's overflowing with mercy and blessings and gets along with others. Then James says, when we have God's wisdom, we are not the kind of people who are hot one day and cold the next. We are not two-faced. And I really feel like this links into Many of the verses that we read last week over and over, the end of that other kind of section where he talks about salt water and fresh water not mixing and plants of specific species not providing or producing the fruit of a different species. This is one of those places where there needs to be consistency and something is true and honest and thorough, like through and through we are connected to God. This is another example of truly abiding in the vine, becoming the branches that are rooted and established in the Lord, that are wholly connected to him all the time. I love that James says that we can develop a healthy and robust community that lives right with God and enjoys its results. I think that is so important for us to hear and to understand and to believe. Let's take it to heart. There is the possibility of becoming the people of God, the church of God, the body of Christ in such a way that we can develop and enjoy healthy, robust community. But he also says we can only do it 
if we do the hard work of getting along with each other. And I'm glad that he recognizes it is hard work because it is. There is a lot that goes into treating each other with dignity and honor. There's a lot that goes into extending mercy instead of judgment. There's a lot that goes into forgiving each other. There's a lot that goes into remaining steadfast and persevering even when it's hard. There is a poem I especially love and has been really important to me over the course of the last few years. And I really, it's been years. I wish that I could say that time moved faster and that I made greater progress more quickly, but I'm not sure that that is the way of the Lord. So I want to encourage you with these words, friends, because if you are continuing to turn your faces to the Lord, to realign your hearts with his, if you are continuing to dig down deeply into his roots and allowing yourself to become rooted and grounded and established in him, then things are changing and important growth and transformation is happening. You are growing in wisdom. You are getting better. You will be characterized someday by being someone who supernaturally is able to get along with others. I believe it. But it really does take some patient trust. This perseverance, this steadfastness is something that we over and over again have to return to and ask the Lord to help us to be faithful towards. So this poem is called Patient Trust, and it just, for me, reminds me of truly how slow the work is of the Lord. Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet... It is the law of all progress that it is made by passing through some stages of instability and that it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Do not try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill will make of you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. This poem is from Teilhard de Chardin and it is excerpted from his book, Hearts on Fire. I do pray, friends, that today you trust in the slow work of the Lord. I am sure that he is building wisdom within you. And I do pray that you will see some evidence today of a softening, of a gentleness, of an ability to be reasonable with someone who is unreasonable. And in the moment of recognition, I pray that your hearts will explode with gratitude and thanksgiving for our God and Father who continues to pour upon us beautiful, indispensable, and indescribable gifts. <laughs>